Um, earlier this week in the House of Commons, MPs debated a, a, it's a private member's bill put forward by an NDP MP. The bill would lower the voting age from 18 to 16. Okay, that's what it's talking about. Um, in introducing second reading of the bill, Taylor Backrack, the NDP MP in question, said, and I quote, we should all be concerned that voter turnout in Canada continues to be among the youngest voters, and this bill seeks to improve that by forming voting habits while young people are still in school. Now, I don't know how that premise holds up when you take, I mean, it's not like we continue to do all the things that we learned in school, right? I mean, that's, I guess you spark an interest in school. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure if I go along with uh, that contention. But anyway, let's talk with Valerianne Mahale, who uh, is a political scientist at Laval University. Uh, Valerianne, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Thank you for the invitation. You know, we've, we've talked about this before, and it's come up before. I mean, we've talked about this several times in our country. Um, Leader Jagmeet Singh says that lowering the voting age will actually improve our democracy. He says that it's worked around the globe. So are, are we out of step here? Are, are 16-year-olds voting all over the planet? Is this something that's happening more and more often? Well, it's not happening everywhere, but there, there's there been like a few countries that have tried this this type of reform, uh, for example, in, in Scotland for the referendum, in Austria for all types of elections, and they've tried also like some kind of like trial elections in Norway and some other countries. But it's not it's not the case everywhere in all democracies. But it's it's, it's an idea, a reform worth considering. Now, and I guess the main point, and we heard it in, in the House earlier this week, is if you get young people engaged in the process, you create young voters that will carry on through their lifetime. Is that is that what it is, trying to start the interest in the system at a younger age? Yeah, so the idea and the logic behind uh, lowering the voting age to 16 is that this idea to kind of like get this a democratic habit started earlier on in life uh, while young people are still in school and still living with their parents where they can get like more support to get into this kind of like new role of active citizen, uh, acting citizen in elections. And the idea is that if they start a voting habit earlier on, they will kind of continue to vote uh, later on in other elections. But this argument really depends on the idea of like having the support of parents, families, uh, educators, and schools. So it's an overall change in the thinking. I mean, when you take a look at the other countries that you mentioned, have we seen a dramatic increase in, in young people turning up at the polls? Has it worked the way that argument would says, suggest that it might? So if we take the, the, the case of Austria, where they did uh, inc- uh, lower the, the voting age uh, to 16-year-olds for all types of elections, and it's been kind of like a, a stable reform. It's been implemented and still going on. So we saw that, like, in the first elections, 16- and 17-year-olds did vote at higher rates than other youth. So, like, they did show up to the polls. And then what they noticed is that there were, like, lasting effects in terms of motivation to get involved in other types of elections uh, at other levels of politics, not just national elections. So there was, like, there, they, we did witness some positive effects. The only question we have as political scientists is, like, what, what did cause this increase in, in, in turnout? And one, one thing that we suspect is that there was, like, a really big momentum around this institutional reform, and there were lots of civic education campaigns, and there were lots of debates to kind of, like, you know, um, uh, encourage young people to show up and vote. So my question as a political scientist is, like, is, is this, like, this increase in turnout, was it, 
related only to the reform, just right. offering the vote to younger people? Or was it also due to these civic education campaigns that were really supportive of youth engagement? Yeah, that absolutely. I'd be asking the same question. Along that line, critics of this, some of them in Canada uh, during the debate said the reason it's the NDP that keeps pushing this is because young people are interested in issues typically um, that adhere to NDP policy, climate change, um, housing, things like that. Um, That's why the NDP does this. So is is there a political component to why certain parties suggest this should happen? Because it would increase their base. Well, I think there there are two arguments put forward by by the NDP from what I heard. One was like really a, um, a reflection about our democracy and how to include more voices, so to increase the number of people who take part in elections, but to also increase, like, um, improve our representation, include more voices and more, uh, consider more interests. And we, we know that young people do have different interests and are worried about different issues than other, uh, other older generations. And, you know, we talk about climate change and the environment, and it is true that younger people are more scared, worried, um, stressed about climate change than uh, older generations. Mm-hmm. And one of, the, one of the point that was put forward by the NDP is that if young people are going to be disproportionately affected by decisions made by government about climate change, then they should have a say. Which is which is a fair point, but definitely there is like also a partisan angle that um, we know that youth are usually more left leaning, are more likely to vote for uh, parties like the NDP and the Liberals, but they do really care about um, issues like climate change, education, funding for both uh, families, and yeah. these are issues that are are taken up by the NDP, for example. Exactly, yeah. Um, Now, this has been legally challenged in our country. Young people have launched legal challenges uh, based on the charter. Um, Those weren't successful, though, correct? Yeah, no, they weren't successful up to now, but there's there's a really, there's a... Um, uh, an argument made by uh, opponents to this reform that uh, there's like the, a, a notion of legal age of majority and then that youth are not politically, politically mature enough to take part in elections. But uh, actually, we, we have data. So I published an article with my colleague Eric Belanger on Quebec, uh, on Quebec data that we actually see that young people, one, are already engaged in politics in diverse ways, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fundraisers, donations, demonstrations, and they do have political uh, political discussions with their with their peers. And they're not less knowledgeable about institutions. Uh, they're sometimes more knowledgeable than adult youth. Uh, they're as politically interested as like you know the the eighteen twenty year olds in Canada, and they're not less motivated to be engaged in in politics. So. Um, why, you know, why marginalize them from, you know, a political opportunity to, you know, take their place in the political community? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting discussion and one we've had before, so I appreciate you joining us and walking us uh, through all the ins and outs, Valerie, and thanks so much. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye.